Heyo! Welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela, and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed up love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say, this journey is so much more fun with a bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. This episode is going to be real, this episode is going to be raw, and this episode is going to be juicy. And these episodes, this podcast is always a come with me, I'm figuring this out in real time type of thing, not a hey look at me, I have this all figured out. And you probably push play on today's episode because you're overcommitting somewhere in your life. You are spreading yourself way too thin, leaving yourself with absolutely nothing to give to you. You are overcommitting to work shifts, to time with friends, to social events, to overtime hours, to all of the things. And then you lay your head in your pillow and you're like, man, I had no time for myself today. And if you find yourself in that situation or you hear yourself in that story, I want you to know that you're a human doing the best that you can. But it's really important to know when you're stretching yourself too thin and when you are going to snap. And I think about, you know, ponytails for us girls, right? Mostly girls listen to this episode. You, the woman listening to this episode, you have had a hair tie in your life that you have wrapped around your poor little pony 500 times. And by the 501st time, it is stretched so thin, you go to wrap it around one last time and it snaps. And I think about our lives like that, right? Our energy, our bandwidth, your bandwidth. Eventually that bandwidth is going to snap. Something is going to give, something is going to break and fall through. And my friend, I don't want that to be you, your mental, physical, emotional energy, you know, what it means to be you. I don't want you, I don't want that to be the thing that breaks. So it's really important to know and be able to assess what your bandwidth is and when it is that you're overcommitting. And I want to talk about this because I've been overcommitting in my own life. And the other day I was getting ready to go see a patient for my home infusion job and I was drained. I was like, I do not want to show up to this. I do not want to talk to this person. I do not want to interact with this person. And I was like, oh, this does not feel good. I was like, other people are being affected by my overcommitting. And this morning I was journaling about it and I had a really big realization. And I asked myself or I journaled the question, who is being affected by my overcommitting? And I started to list off all of the people, my patients, the people in my life who are important to me, my family, my friends, my clients, my athletes. And towards the end of my journaling, I was like, I don't want to be the remember. I don't, I do not want to be remembered as the person who overcommits and underdelivers. I don't want to be the person who sometimes shows up. I don't want to be the person that sometimes has good energy. I don't want to be remembered as the person who didn't show up for the things that I said that I was going to do because I was too tired. And then so I proceeded like journal on about, you know, how do I want to be remembered? What is the legacy that I want to leave? And I started to talk about the things of, you know, when it comes to my energy, when I walk into the room and how I want people to feel when they're around me. And I started to journal about, you know, the memories that we get to build together and the, the experiences that we get to have together. And in conclusion, I realized that 
if I keep committing to the things that I'm committing to, spreading my bandwidth way too thin, I'm never going to be able to show up as that person, at least not at the level and the capacity and the consistency that I know that the people in my life deserve, that I know that I deserve, and the way that I want to be remembered and the legacy that I want to leave. So as you're thinking about what overcommitting means to you, I want you to think about the people who are being affected by it, right? Think about the people in your immediate circle. People, Think about the people at your place of work. Think about yourself. How are you being affected by you overcommitting? You know, what pieces of you are you missing out on because you have no energy time left to give? And I think it's important that we kind of start in an assessment phase, right? How do you know when you are overcommitting? How do you know when your bandwidth is about to snap? The first place I want you to go is assessing your energy right now. Honestly, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being like toddler out of this world energy and one being like absolutely no energy, what do you rate your current energy level? As you were listening to this episode, maybe you're driving to work, maybe you're walking your dog, maybe you're putting away the dishes, maybe you're in the middle of a workout. How is your energy honestly at this exact moment? And when you're able to assess your energy, you're able to kind of tell where it is that you are overcommitting, right? Because if you rate yourself on the lower end of the scale, I have absolutely no energy, I'm exhausted, I'm burnout, I'm tired, you're probably giving too much to others and not leaving enough time to create for yourself. Meaning you're picking up overtime shifts, you're saying yes to all the social plans, you're being a yes woman to everybody else, but you're not being a yes woman to yourself. And if you fall on the higher end of the scale and you're like, yes, I love today, I just crushed a workout, I did all my laundry, I cleaned my house, I am on fire. Girl, I'm proud of you, that's great. And then I want you to think about consistently on a day-to-day basis over, let's say an average of seven days, is that energy level tend to be on the higher side or the lower side? So it's not about, you know, just measuring one day or one point. Your energy might be low today, but tomorrow might be really high. It's about the average of about a week, you know? And over time realizing, are you consistently low energy, burnt out, tired, irritable? Or are you consistently like, hey, I have some pretty solid days. You know, there's days where I wake up and I'm like, yeah, sure, of course, not feeling it. That's just part of the normal human experience. But otherwise, like, I'm feeling really high energy. I'm feeling really good about the things that I do to recharge and refill my cup. And that's a great place to be. But the self-assessment phase is so incredibly important because you you need to identify a baseline. You need to know where it is that you sit now. So that way you can learn how you can better equip yourself to support that energy. The second thing is assessing your attitude. Yes, your attitude. The way that you project and the way that you show up to world the world, not world, the way that you show up to the world. And I think this is really important because are you somebody who tends to be a pessimist? You're glass half empty. You're negative Nancy. You walk onto your unit and you're like, oh, another day in paradise. Welcome guys. Do you do something or does somebody in your life, your brother or your sister or your partner or your spouse do something and you're like, oh my God, can you just be quiet? Do you catch yourself snapping and being irritable at patients' requests or at people knocking on your door or at people asking things of you? And your attitude is a really good projection and a really good idea of your outlook on life, right? And your outlook on life is probably determined by your experiences and your energy. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be surrounded by people who are glass half full negative Nancys, right? 
or glass half empty negative Nancy's. And if that's you, if you're the negative Nancy, if you're bringing the negative energy into the room, think about that, how that makes people around you feel, right? Think about how you feel when you're around somebody who is just on an irate downward spiral of all the things in life that they hate, all the reasons why life isn't working out for them. And how does that make your energy feel? Projection is a real thing, my friends. When you project your ideas on somebody else, they inherently kind of soak in your energy and your attitude and your beliefs. So do you want to be the person that brings the vibe and the energy of the room down? Or do you want to be the person that lifts everybody else up? Is your attitude the person who's like, hey guys, welcome to work today. Like, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm so excited to be here, you know, and you know, how was your day? Tell me about your weekend. And like, you can just tell in the fluctuation of my energy with like those two scenarios. I don't know about you, but I want to be around people who are high vibe energy, who are asking how my day was, who are engaging in meaningful conversations, who are acknowledging that I'm a human and that I have feelings and that I have needs and they're being willing to show up for me. They're being willing to talk about those things. And again, it's not about not having bad days. It's not about sometimes allowing one negative word to come out of your mouth or phrase or sentence, but knowing Are you consistently showing up with a bad attitude? Are you consistently showing up with negative energy? Or are you consistently showing up with positive energy? High, upbeat, excited about life, you know, willing to put your best foot forward, even though you have other things in life going on. And again, it's not about every day has to be rainbows and butterflies and sunshine, right? It's about choosing an attitude and an energy that is consistently in alignment with the person that you want to be and how you want to be remembered. So the last little assessment piece is your calendar. Whether you have a Google calendar or you use paper and pen or even just pulling up your nurse grid or wherever your manager schedules your shifts and looking at it like a true honest look of like, what, what kind of, kind of space is in my calendar? Is there any white space? Is there any days that aren't filled from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed? And for me, I personally use Google calendar. I am somebody who needs to be organized and I started color coding the um, the things in my calendar. Like I put everything in my calendar. Like if I have date night with friends, if I have work shifts, if I have per, per diem patients, if I have coaching calls, if I have podcast interviews. And a couple weeks ago, I was looking at my calendar and I like got chills. I was like, oh my God, there's not a single white day in there. But then I would like click on a day and I'm like, oh, okay. But this day was filled with things with friends, or this day was filled with appointments, or this day was filled with coaching calls. And so I started to color coat them and I put yellow because yellow reminds me of happiness and happiness reminds me of my me time. So I put the things in yellow that are like my me time. And so now moving forward, as I'm assessing my calendar, if I see more yellow, that means that I'm doing more happy things. I'm doing more me time things. And I color coded my other things like my work shifts are green and my coaching calls are purple and my strides for strength things are red. And so I am able, when I do like a quick glance at my calendar, I can kind of see where my time is going and where and how my bandwidth is being stretched, right? And then when I get to the end of the week, I can have an honest assessment back, looking back on my calendar and asking myself, okay, where were the gaps? Where was the times that I got to spend time hanging out with myself or doing the things that bring me joy and bring me that yellow happiness? How was my energy this week? You know, did I show up most days this week 
with high energy? You know, did I really take intentional time to recharge my cup? And then looking at my attitude, did I show up most days excited about life, ready to be a glass half full kind of gal, you know, spreading and projecting that positive energy that I also want to absorb and that I want to be a part of. And when I have that honest assessment with myself, I'm able to ask, you know, did I overcommit this week? Was my energy lower? That's okay. Next week, I'm going to do better. And being in this phase of constantly assessing and reflecting is huge because you don't know what you don't know, but when you know better, you do better. So if you're able to pinpoint where it is that you're stretching yourself too thin, where you're taking away from your energy, where you're always giving to others, where you're spreading that bad vibe, so that bad attitude, and kind of where you're not leaving space in your calendar for yourself, in the following week, you can do better, right? So it's not about tearing yourself down or being an asshole to yourself. It's about, you know, being kind to yourself and saying, hey, this is, this is not feel good. This is not where I want to be. And this is not conducive to the legacy that I want to leave or the person that I want to become or how I want my patients and my coworkers to remember me or how I want to show up for my relationship. And when you have that honest conversation with yourself, then you can start to put an action plan into place of this is how I'm going to do better. So how do you do better? How do you quit overcommitting? And if you're like me, you're an achiever by nature, holler, it's a blessing and a curse. It's hard, right? Point blank period. It's hard for me to undercommit. <laughs> it's hard for me to do less than overcommitting, mostly because I wear so many hats. But you know what the alternative of overcommitting is? Spreading myself too thin, not showing up fully for my patients, not showing up fully for my coaching clients, not showing up fully for this podcast. And it's it's been an honest conversation that I've had time and time again with myself of what does undercommitting look like? And for me, that's meant outsourcing, asking for help, having somebody help me with the behind the scenes of Built to Be You, you know, really leaning into my business partner on weeks that I'm more busy with life and I don't have as much time to pour into strides for strength, you know, acknowledging when it is that I'm going to block out days in my calendar that I'm not available for anybody else. I'm not available for coaching calls this day. I'm not available for podcast interviews this day. And I've really gotten good at saying no. No is the new yes in my book, because the more that I say no, the more time, space, and energy I have for white space on my calendar, for creating better energy, for bringing a better attitude to when it is time for me to show up for other people. And so where do you need to learn how to say no in your life? How can no be your new yes? And you really have to be intentional about what it is that you're willing to compromise on and what it is that you are not willing to compromise on. And you know, people use this shiny word of boundaries. Let's set boundaries, guys. Let's enforce boundaries. But if you don't even know what a boundary is, how are you going to enforce it? How are you going to set it? And so I'm going to do a podcast episode on that here in a few weeks, because I think it's really important to be honest with yourself about where it is, again, that you're willing to compromise and where it is that you're not. But you have to pre-decide that. You have to know that ahead of time. You have to look at your week and be like, hey, Tuesday is my only day this week where I have no other obligations, no appointments, no things in my schedule, no commitments to other people, no work shifts. And I'm not willing to compromise on that. I will not say yes to any dates with friends. I will not say yes to any overtime shifts. I will not say yes to any per DM patients. I will not say yes to calls. I will not say yes to anybody else but myself. And you have to know that going into your week, 
where you're willing to compromise and where you're willing to not. Because if somebody swipes in or slides in and catches you off guard at a moment where your guard is down and you're not certain and you're busy and you're flying through work or you're flying through patients' rooms or you're, you know, driving to the next appointment and somebody catches you like, hey, Michaela, on Tuesday, can you do this? And you're like, oh yeah, sure, of course. And they're like, oh shit. I said I wasn't going to do anything on Tuesday. So that's where the pre-decision comes in, okay? And it's really important to know where it is that you're willing to compromise and where it is that you're not. Are you tired of hearing me that yet? Are you tired of hearing me say that yet? It's really so important. And sometimes overcommitting, I don't want to say is a necessity, but in this season of my life, as I am finishing up my nurse coach certification, I'm getting ready to fly off to Egypt. I am just starting a contract again for my third travel assignment. I got a lot of things. I got a lot of hands and a lot of buckets. And there are certain seasons where you just have to show up. You just have to keep pushing through. And that's been really hard for me to swallow because I'm one of those people that I'm like, if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. Truth be told, I have a deadline in a month that I have to meet that I am very far from meeting for my certification class. Not very far. I have a plan in place now. But two weeks ago, I was so overwhelmed, I shut down. I was like, I'm never going to make it. I'm not going to finish a certification. I'm not going to get my hours in. I'm just going to quit now. You know, I'm going to quit showing up. I'm going to give half-ass energy. I'm not going to try to create a solution. And I was like, how is that serving you, Michaela? Really? And so sometimes you just got to call yourself out on your shit and be like, hey, this doesn't feel good. This is not what I'm going to keep doing. This is not the level that I'm going to keep operating at. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to get to work. I'm going to do the things that I know that I need to do. And I'm going to know that rest comes after, right? There are certain seasons that require you to grind, yes. And I think we live in a culture, in a society where the grind culture is getting canceled. I hate the word canceled, by the way. Um, But the grind culture is getting canceled. It's like, you know, nobody grind, rest more than you work. And it's like, okay, but how, but how do you become the person that you want to become without work? And so it's, it, it, it's a fine line that you have to teeter back and forth on. You have to know when rest is a necessity and you have to know when work is a necessity. So when you're overcommitting, asking yourself, am I overcommitting because I'm being forced to? Or am I overcommitting because I know that the return of investment later on down the road is going to be so incredibly worth it? And for me, that's kind of the overcommitting season that I'm in. But I'm trying to overcommit, but do it with boundaries. I'm trying to overcommit, but do it with intention. I'm, you know, packing my schedule a little bit more full than I would like in this season, knowing that it's going to open up free time for me later on in the season, right? Um, and certain seasons require certain versions of you. And that's just life. You're not always going to be 110%. You're not always going to have to be running at full force. But there are certain seasons where you're going to have to. So if that's the season that you're in, how can you do that, but still honor your boundaries? How can you still do that? and carve out time to recreate your energy. And I think the most important part of this episode that I really want you to walk away with is knowing who is being affected as a byproduct of you overcommitting. Who is getting your half-assed energy? Is it you? Is it the people around you? Who is getting your bad attitude? Is it you? Is it the people around you? Who is not getting time in your calendar because of your overcommitting? Is it you or is it the people around you? Or is it both, right? And you can be somebody who deeply cares about others and really wants a successful relationship and really wants to be involved and show up for your kids and show up for your significant other or your spouse or your friends and still carve out time for yourself. You can do both, but it's just about setting that intention and knowing where it is that your time and energy is going and doing that honest assessment phase with yourself of what does my energy look like scale of one to 10, you know, not just in this exact moment, but 
over the average of seven days, what is my energy like? Again, assessing what is the attitude that you're bringing? Are you being a negative Nancy? Are you bringing the room down every time you walk in? And again, not just over one day, but over an average of seven days and assess your calendar. What does that space look like? Where is that 24 hours in a day that you have going? And really be honest and really be intentional about this. And don't be an asshole to yourself, right? Be gentle, be kind. This is an assessment phase. This is to get a baseline, to get a pulse of what it is that you're doing and how it is or is not working for you. And if it's not working for you, guess what? You have the choice at any given moment to make a change, but you can't make a change without honestly knowing where it is that you're starting. And like I said, for me, it's thinking about people that are being affected by my overcommitting. That's not the legacy that I want to leave. And I don't know what the legacy that you want to leave, but think about your funeral, your last day. I know it's a little morbid, but think about those final moments of people celebrating your life and coming together to acknowledge and support you. What do you want them to say about you? What what do you want them to say about the time and energy that you showed up for them? The adventures that you got to go on, the experiences that you got to have together, the palpable energy when you walked into a room, you know, the things that you did, the way that you made people feel. And something that's been really ringing home with me recently is that cliche quote of it's not about what you said, but it's about how you make them feel. And every time I walk into a room with a patient or I get on a coaching call with a client or I'm in a podcast interview, I want to be fully present. I don't want my to-do list to be running through my head or think about all my external life stressors. I want to show up in the best way that I can with the best energy and the best attitude that I can because I want them to remember me as a person who made a lasting impact on their life, who saw them as a full human, who really acknowledged what it was that they were feeling. It was fully present with the way that I was listening and the way that I was engaged. And so when I walk into a room or I show up to a call, I think about that. I think about that legacy and that person that I want to leave the world as. So maybe that's kind of the little shake at your core that you need too. How do you want to be remembered as? What is the legacy that you want to live? And what is overcommitting, impacting, and doing to that legacy that you have in mind, okay? So that is this week's episode. It was fiery. It was juicy. But it's kind of pulling back the curtains to my life right now. And I think it's really important for you to honestly assess your overcommitting in your own life and how it's impacting your day-to-day living, okay? Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.